0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 18. Be firm and be faithful,
1: desert not the right. The brave become bolder, the darker the night. Then up and be doing, though cowards may fail, thy duty pursuing, dare all and prevail. M number 18.
0: If you would like to follow along with the readings please go to our website and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast <sighs> click on that and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text that's where you'll find the readings for tonight the theme for tonight is progress through persistence and the readings will now be given by Elizabeth from Georgia
2: the Bible, James, blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Proverbs, for a just man falleth seven times, and riseth up again. Matthew, Matthew. Then Jesus went thence, and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coasts and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not neat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Luke. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, There was in a city a judge, And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, Yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. First Corinthians, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, forasmuch as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Galatians, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Every day makes its demands upon us for higher proofs rather than professions of Christian power. These proofs consist solely in the destruction of sin, sickness, and death by the power of spirit as Jesus destroyed them. This is an element of progress, and progress is the law of God, whose law demands of us only what we can certainly fulfill. There is no excellence without labor, and the time to work is now, only by persistent, unremitting, straightforward toil, by turning neither to the right nor to the left, seeking no other pursuit or pleasure than that which cometh from God, can you win and wear the crown of the faithful. Faithfully and more than ever persistently, you are now, through the providence of God, called to do your part wisely and to let your faith be known by your works. Success in life depends upon persistent effort upon the improvement of moments more than upon any other one thing. A great amount of time is consumed in talking nothing, doing nothing, and indecision as to what one should do. If one would be successful in the future, let him make the most of the present. We are all capable of more than we do. In the figurative transmission from the divine thought to the human, diligence, promptness, and perseverance are likened to the cattle upon a thousand hills. They carry the baggage of stern resolve and keep pace with highest purpose. Question. How can I progress most rapidly in the understanding of Christian science? Answer. Study thoroughly the letter and imbibe the spirit. Adhere to the divine principle of Christian science and follow the behests of God, abiding steadfastly in wisdom, truth, and love. If the student goes away to practice truth's teachings only in part, dividing his interests between God and Mammon and substituting his own views for truth, He will inevitably reap the error he sows. Whoever would demonstrate the healing of Christian science must abide strictly by its rules, heed every statement, and advance from the rudiments laid down. There is nothing difficult nor toilsome in this task when the way is pointed out, but self-denial, sincerity, Christianity and persistence alone win the prize, as they usually do in every department of life. What hinders man's progress is his vain conceit, the Phariseum of the times, also his effort to steal from others and avoid hard work, errors which can never find a place in science. To ascertain our progress, We must learn where our affections are placed and whom we acknowledge and obey as God. If divine love is becoming nearer, dearer, and more real to us, matter is then submitting to spirit. The objects we pursue and the spirit we manifest reveal our standpoint and show what we are winning. The advancing stages of Christian science are gained through growth, not accretion. Idleness is the foe of progress. And scientific growth manifests no weakness, no emasculation, no elusive vision, no dreamy absentness, no insubordination to the laws that be, no loss nor lack of what constitutes true manhood. Growth is governed by intelligence, by the active, all-wise, law-creating, law-disciplining, law-abiding principle, God. The struggle for truth makes one strong instead of weak, resting instead of wearying one. In proportion to a man's spiritual progress, he will indeed drink of our master's cup and be baptized with his baptism, be purified as by fire, the fires of suffering. Then hath he part in love's atonement. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Then shall he also reign with him He shall rise to know that there is no sin, that there is no suffering, since all that is real is right. This knowledge enables him to overcome the world, the flesh, and all evil, to have dominion over his own sinful sense and self. Then shall he drink anew Christ's cup in the kingdom of God, the reign of righteousness within him. He shall sit down at the Father's right hand. Sit down, not stand waiting and weary, but rest on the bosom of God. Rest in the understanding of divine love that passeth all understanding. Rest in that which to know aright is life eternal, and whom, not having seen, we love. Be of good cheer. The warfare with oneself is grand. It gives one plenty of employment. And the divine principle worketh with you. And obedience crowns persistent effort with everlasting victory.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer, and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Please announce the next hymn.
3: Hymn number 278. Pilgrim on earth, home and heaven are within thee. Heir of the ages, and child of the day, cared for, watched over, beloved, and protected. Walk thou with courage each step of the way. Hymn number 278.
0: Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, October 6, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We are very happy that people from all over the world have found our church and regularly participate in our services. And we are sincerely thankful for each and every one of you. Our website, plainfieldcs.com, has an extensive collection of the finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. Actually, we have several websites in a number of different languages. This brings Mary Baker Eddy's revelation of Christian science to people all around the world who are truly in need of this healing and protecting truth. Everyone is welcome and encouraged to look through our websites. They are all free of charge. The day has finally come. Our next Bible study will be this Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you haven't caught any of our Bible studies yet, they're really interesting and do help to deepen our understanding of the Bible. The questions, along with some additional reading and information, are on the website, so check them out. And be sure to join us this Saturday morning, October 9th, at 10 a.m. On Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. These are wonderful discussions that help us to broaden our understanding of Christian science and to better understand how to live this science in our daily lives. You never know what's going to come up during our roundtables, so be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Then, right after the round table, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to tune in to both of these the round table and the church service. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday at 11 o'clock. The Sunday school is open to children from everywhere. It has its own teleconference number, so if you have a child, who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, they can attend by telephone. Please call the church to get the phone number, and we'll be very happy to welcome your children. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy the section entitled, Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, It scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your phone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Janet from Georgia, go ahead, please.
4: Thank you. I'm so grateful for the Plainfield website. I'm grateful for the feature on the carousel called Noteworthy News. This feature provides us with proof of the good that is going on in the world through the kindnesses and selflessness of others. I recently read an article in the September Love is the Liberator magazine that addresses good as being contagious. The article is titled No Contagion in Evil by Gertrude Sutton. In the last paragraph, she states, and I'm paraphrasing here, every time we deny error and declare the truth, we are helping to bring about universal salvation. We help to break the bondage for some brother. We help to prove through understanding spiritual law that good alone can be transmitted from one to another. Recently, a close friend of mine, had an experience of doing a good deed. He was on his way home one afternoon when he saw a large metal box in the road. He stopped to move it and was just going to place it on the side of the road, but the thought came to him to open the box. When he did, he saw that the equipment in the box looked very sophisticated, and it had a telephone number on it, so he decided to take it home and call the number. When he called the number, he found out that it was from our local power company. The employee on the phone asked him many questions. Where did you find it? What time did you find it? What does it look like? Etc. cetera. And the employee told my friend they were sending someone over right away to retrieve it. But my friend said he and his wife were going out, but they could come tomorrow to pick it up. He barely hung the phone up when he heard the power truck in his driveway. He went out to meet them, gave them the equipment, and as he was walking back to his home, his phone was ringing. When he answered it, it was another power um, company employee asking him about the equipment he found, also asking many questions. The next day, the power employee, who had lost the um, equipment, arrived at my friend's home, and with him he had a substantial gift card for my friend, And my friend said, I I really don't want to accept this gift. I just did that because it was the right thing to do. But my friend finally accepted the card with the employee's insistence. And the employee also had a large gift bag that the employee said was from the power company marketing department. The employee said that he and those employees from the marketing department were extremely grateful to him for turning this equipment in. My friend said that when he saw the telephone number, he was grateful because there was no other identification on the toolbox. The power employee told him that his supervisor put telephone numbers on all of his equipment just one day before it fell off of his truck. He also said that he may not have been fired for losing this tool, but he feels like he would be suspended for about a week if he hadn't retrieved it. My friend told the employee that when he opened the box, he felt that it was quite a bit of money, about $2,000 for this equipment. The employee laughed and said, this tool is a $20,000 satellite capability tool, which explains why everyone was so very grateful to my friend for retrieving it. The employee also told my friend, if you ever have a power outage, do not hesitate to call me. (laughs) <laughs> As my friend was telling me of this incident, I couldn't help thinking how this was evidence again of love reflected in love and how love does meet every single need. I'm very grateful to God for Christian Science, to Mrs. Eddy and her selflessness in bringing the Christ Science to the world, to my practitioner, and for this beautiful Plainfield Christian Science Church, Independent. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Karen from California, California, go ahead, please. Good evening. I am so
5: very grateful for Christian science and its teaching that no matter what circumstances we are facing, our health, our supply, relationships with friends or family, or praying for mankind, God is the answer to meet all our needs. My youngest son, who had been living in Seattle, Washington for the last three years, decided it was time to return to Southern California with his new fiancé and find a home in the area where he grew up. I was so happy to hear that he wanted to return to California. They were planning on leaving mid-September. As they were making plans to leave Seattle, they found that using a moving company was going to be more expensive than they thought, Than they thought, so they decided to rent a truck and a trailer for their car and drive themselves. My son has never driven a truck before, let alone with a trailer attached. Nevertheless, they felt that this was their only option. As time was getting closer to the date that they needed to leave, they were having trouble finding a moving company that would guarantee truck company that would guarantee them that they would have a truck on the day they needed it. All the rental companies in their area were telling them that there was so much demand for trucks that as soon as a truck came in, it almost certainly was rented out. They would just have to come in and hopefully there would be a truck and trailer available. As soon as my son told me this, I knew I needed to clear my own thought of fear and worry. First, that my son was going to be driving a truck with a trailer for the first time in his life, and that they wouldn't be able to leave when they needed to. My practitioner had given me a poem, Prayer for Loved Ones, by Helen Benson, that helped me so much to let go of any concern or worry that I had about their trip. It reads... I place them in your hands, dear God. I trust them to your care. You who mark the sparrows fall and number every hair will cherish them and guard them well from snares of every kind. No false responsibility disturbs my peace of mind. Your love far greater than my own provides for them all good. This have I learned to humbly trust your father motherhood. After reading this poem many times I felt so much peace about the whole situation. I knew that if God's plan was to have my son and his fiance here by a certain date nothing could stand in the way no matter what was being said. Also that God was responsible for them not me and any worry and concern was just admitting to myself that I didn't fully trust God to take care of them. They continued packing up and hoping that a truck would become available. Two days before my son and fiancé were to leave, they received a call from one of the rental companies guaranteeing them that a truck and a trailer would be available on the day they needed it. I was so grateful but not surprised. I continue to know that God's presence was going to be with them every moment, and divine intelligence was the only driver in every car and truck on the road. It was a three-day trip, and they arrived in the area just as expected. They are all moved in now and live only 20 minutes away from us. I am so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy and her discovery of the Christ science that reveals the truth about God's perfection and man's indestructible relationship to him, and that this truth can and does meet
0: every human need. Thank you. Linda, North Carolina. Linda from North Carolina. Go ahead, please.
6: Uh, Good evening. Uh, I want to express my gratitude for a recent healing. Uh, I was getting ready for a family outing, but it had a lot of emotional baggage that went with it, and I was finding myself confused and getting more and more anxious as the time was arriving. I was hesitant to call the practitioner in Plainfield, but I decided to call and ask for support, and it was a really wonderful thing that I did. I got so far in my own work that I I didn't want to bring a lot of self into the picture the next day, but beyond that I didn't have very much confidence and I was worried that I would fall into old patterns of behavior. I shared my concerns with the practitioner and she listened attentively and throughout the discussion it was becoming clear that mortal mind was attempting to sabotage my thinking by proposing two equally bad scenarios, either stay quiet and suppress my thoughts and feelings or risk alienation. But the practitioner encouraged me to speak the truth to the situation if called for and not to silence my thoughts and feelings in order to make peace when there is no peace. She affirmed that with my motive grounded in love, I would know if and when. I was to speak up. This support inspired a great sense of freedom and confidence to trust and listen to God who gave me grace throughout the day. I felt equal to the moment because I was listening and conversing with the Spirit of God and that Spirit enveloped everyone. It turned out to be a most fruitful day, which I attribute to the clarity and purpose that was established through the practitioner's metaphysical support. Afterwards, when I reported back, there was even some humor interjected, and we laughed heartily at it all. So tonight, I just want to express my gratitude for this support and the comfort that comes as we examine our fears and problems through the lens of the science of the Christ. There is good reason not to bow down to error or personal sense to make peace, because the voice of truth is much needed, and it will be heard. Thank you all for this beautiful service tonight.
0: Thank you.
7: Jeremy. I'm very grateful for Christian science and for this church. I came to Plainfield at the lowest point of my life, and I was certain there was no place for me anywhere and no purpose to my life. The only thing I was certain of was my own understanding led me all the way down, and on my own I could not get back up. felt when I got here that this was my final opportunity, my last second chance, so to speak. Because of that, I clung to the teachings here and the work like they were life preservers, and they certainly have been that. And I'm grateful now to know that I don't have to, to cling to these, this, this purpose that I've been given. Because as Mrs. Eddy tells us, God made us and our place and our purpose all at once. And that's just a wonderful thing. And it gives me so much peace to know that, to know that it's not, no desperation is needed. <laughs> so I'm just very, very grateful for that. I'm gra- grateful for everything I've learned here grateful for uh, practitioner support through the years. And um, I was thinking today about how um, it's been eight years since we moved the recording equipment upstairs. And Bruce and I did that work. And it was quite a job. But during that, I learned so much. And just very grateful for everything that this church has brought me. So, Thank you.
0: Thank you. Patricia from Canada. Go ahead, please. Canadian
8: Thanksgiving is this weekend, and I wanted to express my thanks to God for bringing me to the doors of this wonderful Plainfield Church. I count it as one of my greatest gifts that I've ever been given. My gratitude for the dedicated practitioners and members, the music, the website, and the inspired Bible lesson writers. I love this week's Bible lesson where Mary Baker Eddy said, parents should teach their children at the earliest possible period the truths of health and holiness. I'll read now from My Diary, 1992. My husband and I were both in between jobs at the same time. On the Friday before Thanksgiving, I took all the money out of the bank that we had there enough for groceries for two weeks and to pay back money that was owed i was in downtown toronto busy with many errands with my two-year-old son when i discovered that my purse was missing in the subway with all the money in it i called my husband who had only enough to pay for a taxi to get us back home as i didn't even have bus tickets I managed to quiet myself and pray to see that principle made man honest, that God's laws of harmony were ever active, of everything being in its right place and of sure supply. Mummy, you lost your purse? My little boy asked. Yes, darling, God will show your mummy where it is. He was so receptive he instantly reached into the cab pretending to give me my purse and said here's your purse mommy i realized that if i had that same pure faith as he did the purse would certainly appear right then and there jesus said out of the mouth of babes and sucklings god hath perfected praise I was so inspired by my little son's example that I fully expected that purse to surface. I'm sure many Christian science parents can tell you of times when their children have healed themselves or others. Well, the pressure was on to retrieve it. Guests had been invited for Thanksgiving dinner, including someone I was introducing to Christian science. Ah, but divine love actually extended the invitations. I made a few calls to the Toronto Transit Commission who had not found it, and they assured me that even if they did find it, because it was the holiday weekend, it would take their lost and found system until the following Tuesday to be able to get it back. I did not accept any of this report i was convinced that time is not lord but eternity timeless perfection is truth the transit uh, commission called me early on saturday morning so i was able to retrieve the purse with all the money and identification intact with enough time to purchase groceries enjoy cooking the meal with time left over for spiritual study and giving thanks to God, and the job situation corrected too soon after. Thanks be to God. Good evening.
0: Thank you. Linda, go ahead, please.
9: Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for all I'm learning here about cultivating the virtue of persistence at Plainfield especially after having spent so many years of giving up so easily, every time I met with resistance. Step by step, with the prayers and instruction of my plainful Practitioner, I have been able to practice new habits that have been helping me persist in important things, such as putting God first and living Biblical principles which are leading to newfound peace and healing and learning how to use Christian science correctly, and having it clearly taught. Uh, Just a couple days ago, I was reading in 500 Watching Points, Watching Point 478, which says, quote, Watch lest you go soft with air, and become lenient and pleasant with it, and thereby lose your authority over it. End quote. This made me think of our recent round table where we were being taught the importance of uncovering animal magnetism animal magnetism and knowing how it operates in order to be able to handle it and the watch before this he talks about that you have to know how you entertain the air in order to be able to face it and heal it and i just am very grateful for these lessons that we get here at the church both uh, through um, our classes and also in the lives of the people that live it and and show it and demonstrate it to us. And uh, one of the things I had to learn in persistence was learning to be honest, honest with myself, my feelings, my motives, and with others in order to be able to know what I had to deal with and face it. And I'm so grateful that I Um, persisted in this with the persistence of my practitioner because I have been able to have a newfound purpose in living a God-centered life and helping others and seeing healing in my life, which I had not before coming here. I'm very grateful for Christ Jesus and for the sacrifice, uh, Mrs. Eddie, all she did for us so we could have this. Uh, Science of the Christ, and I'm so grateful for this church that has uh, persisted on over the years over many obstacles so that we can have it today and carry it on for our children. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Bruce.
3: In our lesson that we had last week, this is the lesson on unreality. Uh, In Science and Health we had the citations that talked about the two artists. And the first artist was described as the one that uh, thought rightly because he had high and lofty ideals and simply said that if other people saw them the way he saw them, they would realize that nothing to be lost, there's all to be gained when they had a correct view of reality. And uh, that such a pure and good Outlook on things and something to hold in mind, obviously. And then it went on to describe the uh, other artist that thought incorrectly. And the first thing out of this other artist's mouth was, you wrong my experience, which I thought was uh, rather thought-arresting because it's amazing how quick mortal mind is to get defensive and accusational and even aggressive about it almost instantaneously. And this wrong artist went on to say that its ideals gave him a lot of personal pleasure and he's got no notion of ever discarding any of them. And I gotta say when I read that it made me so thankful for this church here in Plainfield. When I first came to this Plainfield we had classes very frequently and a big part of the instruction was that there's no room for self-justification. And it was something that I had to be reminded of very frequently because I could think of so many times that in my prior mindset that I was so quick to be self-justifying and didn't want to realize that, you know, this thing that whatever was coming to light, I could let go of it quickly and easily and be clear of it all. And in time, uh, with a lot of help from a practitioner, uh, this did happen, and I realized that when it did, it was a release of a lot of tension. It was a release of a lot of anxiety and other fear and other things that were uh, actually hindering me. And as a result, um, I had a clearer view of this reality that like the first artist was talking about. And it's brought so much more joy and gratitude to my life. And it improved my health immensely. And I'm so endlessly thankful for the instruction in Christian science here in the Plainfield Church, because it's done an immense amount of good for me.
0: Thank you. Shorty.
1: (laughs) Hello. This evening, I wanted to share my gratitude for the Plainfield Independent Church website. I realized that in order to do that, I had to start at the beginning, which would be God in Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, our entire church, including the website, where you can find the early workers and listen to many articles as well as read their books. In particular, I have been working with the concept of consciousness, as explained by Martha Wilcox, a student of Mrs. A. In her addresses, on page 145, there is a whole chapter, and just today I turned to her chapter on supply, where she talks about divine ideas in our consciousness that are mental and consist of our supply for eternity. I would like to share something from this chapter. Since we already possess the infinitude of divine ideas in our consciousness, we cannot at the same time need or desire anything. When we finally overcome our ignorance of the science of supply, we shall find ourselves in possession of all things. We shall find ourselves secure, abundantly supplied, and satisfied. A church friend found this quote from Mrs. Eddy in Gilbert Carpenter's 500 Watching Points, 475. Mrs. Eddy said, Never leave a treatment until consciousness is baptized in love. It's very beautiful. Our consciousness is in God. Thank you, Plainfield Church, where you are encouraged here to study, watch, and pray for ourselves, for our church, and for all mankind. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Gary.
10: Thank you for those uh, readings on the importance of persistence. Reminds me of a lesson that uh, I was given many years ago by a Christian science practitioner in this church. And the lesson was, um, you know, the devil loves to discourage you (laughs) and uh, get you to give up. And uh, the lesson was if you, if uh, in the autumn you went out in your yard and you raked up all the leaves that had fallen, and then the next day there was a f- whole bunch of leaves in your yard, w- would you get discouraged that all the leaves that you raked up the day before were back? No. <laughs> the new leaves are a fresh, different set of leaves, and you have the ability to rake them up as well. So don't get discouraged. And I first heard this when I was uh, healed of the flu by this practitioner's work. And uh, with a wonderful healing, I felt like I had really progressed spiritually. And then a few months later, I had the same symptoms, and I called the practitioner, and I expressed a little discouragement that uh, I thought I was healed of this, <clears throat> and here it is again. And, and the practitioner gave me this example of the leaves being raped, and said, this is not the same thing that you were healed of. You were, when you were healed, you were, you left in a different, you were left in a different place. And this is something new. God has something new for you to learn. So whenever the next problem comes up, it's never the same. It's always something new and you are ready to, you are ready to learn the lesson from it. Well, this um, was so helpful because it cleared any sense of discouragement. It opened my thought to what the practitioner had to give me for me to work with and to study. And I could feel that it opened up my thought the receptiveness to what God had for me. And with that, um, I was very quickly healed. And that lesson always stuck with me, no matter what I was faced with after that point, never thinking that, gosh, it's the same thing over and again. No, every healing we have in Christian science leaves us better than before and in a different place. So I'm so grateful for what I am learning in Christian science, for the help of uh, all the practitioners I've had the privilege of working with, and uh, very, very grateful for those readings tonight.
0: Thank you. Dale from Virginia, go ahead, please. Yes, thank you. And thank you for those wonderful readings and all the very wonderful
11: testimonies. I'm very grateful for all that we learn and are able to apply from reading and studying the Holy Bible and Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Each time we apply a truth to a situation in our lives and see the power and love of God in action, we feel a little closer to our Heavenly Father and Mother and can know this is true for all mankind. In the lesson this week on Are Sin, Disease, and Death Real? There is the following account in Science and Health. Quote, A little girl who had occasionally listened to my explanations badly wounded her finger. She seemed not to notice it. On being questioned about it, she answered ingenuously, there is no sensation in matter. Bounding off with laughing eyes, she presently added, Mama, my finger is not a bit sore. That's from Science and Health, page 237. Some years ago, after writing a letter to someone who had asked for prayerful help, I went outside to check on my children and found that our little daughter had fallen from a second-story deck, Face first into a tiny rose bush. I picked her up in a dazed condition, acknowledging God's ever presence and her protection as His child. After laying her down on my bed, I opened Science and Health to this very account I just quoted. In a very short time, I heard her little voice speaking about a picture on the wall. I responded, You have a picture on your wall. Who is in your picture? She jumped up and ran to her bedroom to tell me all about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. In less than 30 minutes, she was completely well, and all the marks had disappeared from her face. When the doorbell rang and I found a group of frightened children coming to inquire about our daughter, I was able to tell them, and they saw for themselves, that she was perfectly fine. I'm grateful for all the Bible stories and the truths they convey and all the practical examples we find in Mrs. Eddy's writings that we can use in our own lives. And each time we do this, we have wonderful reminders of God's care and love, which we never forget. I'm very grateful for this wonderful service tonight. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth, for those readings. I was thinking progress
12: through persistence, but persistence in what? I have learned that the change of thought, the change of base of thought doesn't come in a few weeks or so. It's a matter of persistence in the truth, our love for God and man, and the truth that is telling us that we are spiritual beings, not a material being, and that our thought must be like the thought of the Christ. And this we can claim every day and persist in it. This week I was reading an article by Samuel Greenwood. It's called The Passing of a Dream, of the Dream. It's a 1907 article. And I was struck by this. It's something that is said in so many different ways. We know that, but I like the way he puts it. He said, when it is understood from Christian science that human thought and not chance or material law is the author of human experience and produces its own physical conditions, it will be seen how this thought must discern and correct its errors before it can bring out the true sense of being. I love that very much. I love the use of the word author because it just shows us that what am I persisting in? What model have I put before me looking at every day? That will show what experiences I have. I love Mrs. Eddy's uh, giving us and purpose, the three stages of thought. And at the end, she really does encourage us. It's a beautiful way she ends the whole thing. Quote, beloved students, you have entered the path Press gent- patiently on. God is good, and good is the reward of all who diligently seek God. Your growth will be rapid if you love good supremely and learn and obey the way-shower, who going before you has scaled the steep ascent of Christian science, stands upon the mount of holiness, the dwelling place of our God, and bathed in the baptismal font of eternal love. As you journey and betimes sigh for rest beside the still waters, ponder this lesson of love. Learn its purpose and in hope and faith where heart meets heart reciprocally blessed, drink with me the living waters of the spirit of my life purpose to impress humanity with the genuine recognition of practical, operative, Christian science. I am so grateful for the instruction to persist. When the headache comes, that headache that has been there, when it comes again, we don't quiver. We don't get discouraged, as a previous testifier said. It is important to always persist with the truth I see now what I used to do. I was persisting in the error. I believed it and kept persisting in it. And therefore I kept seeing it over and over and over again. I am so grateful for all the instructions that Mrs. Eddy has given us so grateful for all the early workers, those who wrote these incredible articles that remind us of where we should be in our thinking and that Forever and ever, we must always pay attention to what we are persisting in. I'm so grateful for all the testimonies, the hymns, the music, the readings. I'm so grateful to be
13: here tonight. Mary. Good evening, everyone. This is from our church website bulletin board, Pennsylvania. This past Wednesday service was nourishing and uplifting. Thank you all. In Illinois, very grateful that this morning, as I was able to identify mortal mind in its false material testimonies as white noise, having no power, as soon as I opened my eyes, mortal mind began to present problems. Initially, I reacted to it, attempting to hurriedly find solutions. Gratefully, I slowed down and began to regain peace as I quieted myself and began to use this week's lesson, the lesson from last week, Unreality, October 3rd, as the truth, having all power, the problems that were initially presented were not issues at all. Wow, the nothingness of error exposed, how great thou art. And then a quote from Science and Health, Holstead Hold thought steadfastly to the enduring, the good, and the true, and you will bring these into your experience proportionably to their occupancy of your thoughts. So happy for the instructions contained in these two articles, Era Appears But to Disappear by Edward Kimball and Standing with God by Bicknell Young, with much love. And then Australia, Sharing a universal truth of supreme merit, God is universal, confined to no spot, defined by no dogma, appropriated by no sect. Not more to one than to all is God demonstrable as divine life, truth, and love, and his people are they that reflect him, that reflect love. From Miscellaneous Writings, Mary Baker Eddy. And then New Jersey. The September Love is the Liberator magazine with the theme, Only Good is Contagious, is fantastic. If all people would read it with understanding, this would bring an end to the pandemic. Thank God for this church, this magazine, and everyone who contributes to it. And then this is a testimony from Virginia. Recently, my world dramatically changed as my husband was taken to the hospital with a heart attack. He is not a scientist, but greatly respects Mrs. Eddy's work and has seen and felt its healing power. I texted and then called my Plainfield practitioner, and she said that she would pray, for, pray with me, and that um, she would also pray for my husband as long as uh, she had his permission to do so. The first of the three procedures was completed and I was able to be with him, and he was gladly gave his consent to the, for the practitioner help and for a healing. He was still having a big problem with much pain, and they went into the next procedure with the same result. I went from being very confident in feeling God's love and the practitioner's work to be feeling very frightened and preparing myself for bad news. I did go back and forth a good deal, but I was mostly feeling confident because of all the inspirational instructions we all receive from this church. The doctors couldn't figure out what could still be wrong, and we were all doing our best to see him as God's perfect child and in God's perfect care. After several days of waiting and seeing on the doctor's part and close to continual prayer on our part, the doctors decided to try one more time and hope that he survived while they did their best with yet another procedure. The progress seemed very dim and grim as well, but thank God it was a success. The practitioner's dil- diligent work in God's grace my husband was brought home one, one week later, feeling good and with no pain. The practitioner shared with me that she knew that this, my husband's life was in God, in spirit, and that it couldn't be taken from him, and that also it was not his time to go. He still had a lot of good work and good deeds to accomplish. Thank you to this wonderful Christian Science Church and our practitioners. this trial has truly been a proof of God's care. And this is, I think, a fairly new name from Missouri, new to us anyway. Please convey my earnest appreciation to your membership for providing the Bible lesson, testimonials, and other resources. Your broadcast to the world makes a huge difference. I was recovering from a lengthy stay in the hospital when I searched for the lesson. I'd never been a patient in a hospital before, and returning home to convalesce was scary and lonely. Finding our pastors, the Bible and Science and Health, speaking to me on your website, calmed, comforted, and strengthened me. Today I am totally well. I even just recently returned from a scuba diving trip, a passion of mine. I'm continuing to listen, love, and benefit from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and your grace and giving of the Christ. Many, many thanks, yours in truth and with much love. I, too, am so grateful for those readings on persistence. What an important quality. I remember as a child my Dad had this quote. It was a quote from Calvin Coolidge on his desk, and it is this. Nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. I remember even as a child thinking about that and thinking, well, yeah, I mean, you could have talent and education and genius, but how many people actually have that all? But the one thing everybody can have is persistence. That is a quality of God, and it's given to all of us. So it doesn't matter about these all, all these other things. Persistence is what is important. And as was explained in many of the other testimonies tonight, it, what is persistence? And it's sticking to the task at hand. And what motivates that persistence? It has to be love. Because if it, is, it isn't love, you'll get tired and just give up. But if it's love love for God, love for mankind, you will persist. And I was thinking, in terms of this, about those of us still left in our church who went through the times of trial here. We, we're not any special people, <laughs> but why are we still here and others are not? Persistence. It's just that simple. We didn't give up. And we also had a great love for Mrs. Eddy and the science, and for what this church had to offer. So even though there were many trials, many temptations to give up, to turn around, to go back, we didn't, we persisted. So in many ways, what Calvin Coolidge says, it's omnipotent, it is omnipotent, and by that it is from God Almighty. He gives it to all his people and those who persist win, win the crown. Mrs. Eddy has says, truth persists, error does not. So we can all persist with the truth, a quality of God to get us where we need to be. I'm so grateful for all the lessons I learned in this church. Grateful for all, this, all of you dear ones, this wonderful meeting, music, testimonies, readings. Thank you all so very much.
0: Thank you. Linda, will you please read the last hymn?
9: Hymn number 55. Father, hear the prayer we offer, not for ease that prayer shall be, but for strength that we may ever live our lives courageously. Hymn number 55.